And that's right, the sound you just heard was the intro for Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast coming to you every week. We are on episode 60 already. 60. 60 of these episodes, right off the bat, changing things up. Holden, guess who's coming to Fortnite? Well, first of all, did you say your name? Did you say no, your I name, didn't Fred? say my name. Say my name, say my say your Thanos. name, say your name. My name is Thanos. I'm coming Correct to answer. Fortnite. Hi, I'm Chad Michael Ennis. I'm Holden DePardo. And we're talking about Thanos and motherfucking Fortnite. Yeah. Does this tickle your titties? I haven't played Fortnite before. I did really like Infinity War a lot more than I liked other Marvel movies. Question. So I it's not gonna get me to play the game. Infinity War. Oh yeah, it was incredible. Fucking loved that movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm gonna spoil it right now. Just kidding, I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> Definitely gotta see it. Your eyes got it's, so big. Yeah, well, this is one of the only movies that've been like, don't spoil it. This movie's like, yeah, spoilers don't matter. But this movie, spoilers really matter. Oh yeah, it's a big spoilers deal. matter. But this is exciting as hell. First of all, for the first time, mm-hmm. I have thought about playing Fortnite. Really? I, so I, <laughs> I, I have not I actually downloaded, downloaded it. it. I have not started it. But this is like, I thought about playing Fortnite. I am not an online multiplayer guy. I've downloaded this game two. I downloaded it two weeks ago. I've still not touched it. Tell you it. what, I'm downloading it as we speak to my phone. I still don't think I'm going to play it, because if I haven't played it yet, I don't know if Thanos is going to bring it for me. Only because I like that movie, but I'm not like a massive Marvel fan. But I do think that for people who are big Marvel fans, this is a reason to do it. Do you know what the like the, the connection is, how it works? It's yes. pretty cool, so here's actually. the thing. It's Battle Royale. It's a mode of the game, so it's not necessarily like every game is this, but it's a, a yeah. mode of the game. All of your people are in the game, and there's an Infinity Gauntlet somewhere. Whoever reaches that first has the power of the five stones of the Infinity Gauntlet. And you basically just become super-powered, and that sounds awesome to me. Why does that sound awesome? I don't give a shit about Fortnite. I don't give a shit about building, but the whole world does. But what I really love is that this is a cool way to integrate movies into games in ways that have not been done on this scale. I mean, aside from, like, Oh, you get a skin every once in a while, or a cool thing that makes yeah. you look like Mega Man, or that's not a movie. Mega Man's not a movie. But my question for you is with Thanos coming to Fortnite, what's the new standard? Like this is an entire new game mode, it is temporary. What are the movie tie-ins? What do you what do you see like game mode wise? How do we no, I'm already thinking of into some. video games like this? So like think of it this way, like you're gonna have the Harry Potter movie coming out. Okay, now your weapons are gonna be wands oh, and you can shoot beast. spell at people. Oh you can, shit. You can, like, do a Star Wars one where, like, you're not going to have, like, droids and shit maybe, but, like, you get blasters and shooting lasers. Like, things that are, like, smaller changes that would make it appealing Mm. to people. Because the thing is that movie tie-in games suck. They do. They They, always suck. They suck. But if you take the biggest game in the world making incredible amounts of money and you just, like, I'm going to throw in a mode from our game for a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks... The game itself is already good. All you're doing yeah. is adding in this really cool, attractive thing. And also, it keeps your customer well, base coming back over and over. Also, from a business standpoint, too, I'm sure Epic is making the money off of this. I'm sure Th- Marvel paid them. Mm, I'm sure to there's do this. some kind of partnership in there. Actually, if you I, read this. I'm willing to bet. So, like, if, if going to the Harry Potter example, if I think WB makes Harry Potter, if yeah. they wanted to have a Harry Potter thing for, for Fortnite at launch of Crimes of Grindelwald, they would go as an advertising thing and say, we want to put this in there. We will pay you money. That's how that would work. You think so? So for free-to-play games that have a huge market like this, yeah, this is a great avenue to bring in income. Fuck, like, It's exciting. really smart. That's so it's smart. It's really smart. So smart. 
Oh, that's got I me jazzed. I know I'm smart, Chad. Got Thank me you. jazzed, got me juiced, got me jizzed, <laughs> got me everything. I downloaded Fortnite. It's a dude's face on the app. Not expecting that. Yeah. Oh, oh you downloaded the mobile version? It's on PS. It's on the PlayStation. Yeah, but I'm not in front of my PlayStation right now. Also, when I would play it would probably be like on the bus, so. You can't play that game on the bus. You're right, because I bike to work now. I'm a biker. Yeah. Exactly. I'm in a bike game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting as hell. Chet is the sons of anarchy. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to suck at it. I will play two matches. I will get beaten to death, and that will be it. But I think that's really, really cool, and I'm excited for everyone else who gets to play with Thanos in Fortnite. Oh, I'm so happy. But Holden, all those people playing Fortnite, some of them might be in our community, let's check in with our weekly forum and see what the hell we've got coming from our community this week. Number one, I want to put it out there. We've still got photo mode going on until Sunday the 13th. We have one, mm-hmm. well, technically a, a couple of entries within one entry. So we have, we have one person who has submitted for photo mode. You can't let him go unopposed. So everyone needs to get your entries in, draw something, take a photo of it. He has multiple it. entries, too. So he like really got some for game. He does. And again, it's not random number generator that picks the winner. It is based on our judgment. Yeah, well, we're going to pick with ones that we like the best, a select few, put it out as a poll. No, and if no, he's the last only... Month. I thought we were doing it that way. No, this month is we're entirely our pick. Oh, Whichever okay. one we think well, is the best. Apparently, I don't know what I'm talking about ever. You so. dumb bitch. Oh, don't man. Yeah, so I'm going to go do something. Draw a picture. Sketch yeah. something in the note. Open up your phone. I'm going to... Here we go. We're going to together do this. All right, everyone, look at your phone right now. If you're looking at your phone right now, I'm going to have you find the notes application. If you're on Android, stop listening because I don't know how that works. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to have, that use Android phones in our podcast. You're going to go to notes. The first note in your list is probably the same as mine. It's called green screen dancing, and it has a link to <laughs> the dancing zebras from John Oliver. You're not going to click on that note, though. You're going to click on the little square with a pencil in the bottom corner. And then there's going to be a new note that pops up. You're going to click with the little, the pen above the keyboard, and you're just going to start drawing. And you're going to draw a picture of Kirby. It's a circle. Give it some eyes. Give it a mouth. Give it some feet. Give it a wiener because you're creative. And then you're going to take this drawing, take a screenshot, share it, whatever the fuck you want to do. Put it on Twitter. Tag us. Hashtag respawn photo mode. Boom. You're entered. And if you want to put a little more effort into it, you might have a better chance of winning. But it's that easy, y'all takes what did we just talk for 35 seconds yeah that's all the time it takes to photoshop an image that's all it takes only 35 seconds and you could win 20 bucks so yeah your mom speaking of community you guys voted because we had another stupid poll and this week's poll was are you ready for this we're talking of thanos so so thanos is in Fortnite starting tomorrow which actually is today which other villain do you want are you ready for the entries holden I voted. I'm ready. The first entry is Joker. The second option is Cruella DeVille. Third is Kelly Clarkson. Fourth is Other C Comments. Here's how it broke down. Our new villain that people want to see in Fortnite is Kelly Clarkson with 36%. I picked Kelly Clarkson as well as the obvious <laughs> choice. Um, She's just unlikable enough to be a great villain. <laughs> <laughs> Joker was second with 27% of the vote. Other C Comments with 19 Although there were no comments, so we don't know who that means. <laughs> <laughs> and in last place, Cruella DeVille with 18%. I personally chose Cruella DeVille, 
Because I think that would be rad and she had like puppies that can attack you. No, it wouldn't be puppies that attack. She would attack yeah. the puppies. You are all puppies and she makes a coat from you. What made you choose Kelly Joker. Clarkson? Like what would Joker do? Like I don't know, throw he bombs? Would just be, manipulate people Teeth? into squirt people killing, with not flower? killing him? Kelly Clarkson would be a great villain because she would just sing and that would deter people from her wanting want to be around her. It would, be, it would be terrible. It would be awful. I'm not a Kelly Clarkson fan, nor a lyrics and singing fan. So. <laughs> a lyrics and singing fan. <laughs> that is a fact. Oh, that is a cold, hard fact with cold and departo facts. But you know me. That is true. That is a true fact about me. That is me. a true fact about you. Hold on. Like... Tell me a couple of more true facts. We don't have any subscriber interrogatives this week, so tell me a couple true facts about you. When it comes to your gaming history this week. Oh, did you like see the transition? Oh my god, Chad, you're so good. Wow. I just want to make I, out with your eyeballs. I, I don't think I can even think about anything else anymore because that was such a good transition. But I played one game this week because I have finals and I've not been able to play a lot of games. Oh. But over the past over the past month, I say we've been playing this game, but really two days. It was, yeah, two sessions, several weeks apart. <laughs> <laughs> we got a chance to play A Way Out. Which is a EA Originals game where two men break out of prison, and I play one character, Chad plays another character, and we're playing online together. And I thought it was a mediocre, leaning on positive experience. <laughs> I think that's an accurate way to describe it. It's not a bad game. It's definitely not a bad game. I think that the fun of it came from me and Chad being good friends and being able to goof off. Yeah. And just do stupid stuff. And then when it got to the story, it wasn't interesting enough to hold me necessarily. The characters were, I think, kind of weak for what I was expecting. And a lot of the gameplay mechanics were very simplistic. But I don't think they could have been complicated because of the co-op nature of the game. Yeah. So it was it was interesting. It was an interesting experiment. It's something I'd like to see dabbled with more. I think it was a risky game to make because it totally could have flopped. And it didn't flop. But it, there were definitely some missed opportunities. I think I'm being vague now because I want to hear what you have to say too. Yeah, I think what makes this game obviously high. Yes, Chad Michaelinis. I also played that as part of playtime this week. Um, I think what makes this, this game knew that it was going to succeed on those mundane things with good friends, and that's why it made it a requirement for co-op, whether on the couch or mm-hmm. online. That's if why this was single player, have... it would have been a garbage game. Yeah. It also doesn't have the option for online matchmaking. You have to have a friend. You have to invite them yourself. You have to have them download the application. So they knew that all of this was going to come down to doing mundane things with a friend, being silly, which is why they give you the option to have pull-up contests or throwing throw darts. darts or see who can hit the baseball the furthest. Which I hit the farthest. I did do yeah, that. Yeah, but it took you so much longer than it took me. But I did it. Yeah, but I got a perfect score in darts, and you couldn't, so. I got 25 points less than that. Which is not perfect. It's not. Correct. Great job, Holden. But, but I no, I think that's where it really came into play was <laughs> not only that kind of stuff, but, like, busting each other's balls when we're, hey, I'm ready for you to help me open this door, and then, like, you hold the button, and then, like, yeah. I kind of, like, oh, uh, oh, well, I can't find the button, uh, and then I go to hold the button, and you let go of the button. <laughs> Like, when you're assholes to each other. Like, friends are. Yeah, that was really funny. So, there'd be points where, like, there would be one of many dumpsters you'd have to move out of the way. There are a lot of dumpsters you have <laughs> dumpsters to move out everywhere. of the way in this game. And I would be there ready to move the dumpster, and the chat would just be back somewhere hammering constantly. And then, finally, he would stop hammering after being there for a good five minutes. 
And then <laughs> I did. I spent so long hammering one nail. You did. So you, you were there for a long on. time. <laughs> and then as soon as you show up to help with the dumpster, I walk away and start hammering the same piece of wood. <laughs> just to mess with Chad. It was it was really fun doing that way. Um, it was just funny because that thing usually annoys me, but it was really funny in the context of that game. Yeah. Where like the context is the cops are coming after us. Like we have to go as quickly as possible, and we're just like, do you want to, you know, just shave this wood for a little while <laughs> before we <laughs> go on to the next thing, or play basketball with my kid and just spend two like trying to make sure he doesn't get the ball at all costs. Yep. That was hysterical. So I think um, it succeeded in that point. It was it yeah. was fun to play. There was an interesting twist at the end. I won't spoil it, but there's an interesting twist towards the end of the game that I felt like it took way too long to get there. And that's kind of my biggest criticism of the game. It was only, what, four or five hours long? And it I think that was longer, about though. maybe two hours too long. No, I th- I think it was longer. I think it was like six hours. I think it was supposed to be four no, our, to five hours, our first but we were dicking like around so much. An hour and much. a half. Our first session was like an hour and a half, and then our second one was like three hours. Was it really like that? Okay. Yeah. I thought we spent three hours the first time, too. Nope, you're a lying whore. Oh, okay. I, I also think, too, that the funnest part of the game was breaking out of prison. Yeah. And that and was that's, accomplished, like, in the first hour. Yeah, like, we did that in our first session. And the remainder of the game is learning about these characters with almost shockingly little depth to them. Yeah. If you're going to if you're gonna play this game for the characters, you're going to be disappointed. Just play it to really have a good time with your friend. They are archetypes at best. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the, you know... Criminal guy with the you know big sideburns because you know he talks like this, <laughs> like that's that's his character. Overall, um, I'm not upset that I paid the thirty dollars for it. Fifteen, if I, you count the fact that you didn't have to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Because you get I don't, a free token to play. Something that is both commendable and a criticism I have is that it's really cool that only one of us had to buy the game. So thank you, Chad. You're welcome. For offering me that experience for free. But the process of figuring out how to get the game to work on my end oh, was God. not immediately clear. Like in the, on the it differs per um, per console. Yep. So on PlayStation, you have to download the demo, and the only reason we knew that is that to me, I noticed the demo was the same size as the game on the PlayStation Store. Yep. That was the only clue. Otherwise, you had to go online and look it up on their website. There was nothing on Chad's end when he opened up the game that said, hey, if you want to play with your friend, you're on PlayStation, you should do this. What happens on your end is you got a link to say, hey, let Holden know he should play this game. You send me the invite, and then it sends me to the store page to spend $30 on it. Yeah. So they're trying to get us to spend more money on it, which I can't blame them necessarily, but they didn't have to do it that way. I doubt that this was is like EA. them trying to swindle you out of Why, money. They I mean, could have just said, hey, if your friend wants to play it, tell them to download the demo first. It was one dialogue was, box. They couldn't say that because it was different on every console. It was a demo on PlayStation. It was like But a trial they changed the Xbox. controls on a PlayStation to say hit X instead of hit A or something like that. Yeah, true. Or hit cross instead of hit A. So it's a simple thing they could have changed. It, seriously, it is one dialogue box. One dialogue box. I'm not and saying there was any sort that. of malfeasance in there, but it was definitely a criticism I had. But... But I had played nothing else, so it's all it's all up to you now, Chad. I you play? played God of War, of course, some more for maybe a good additional seven or eight hours. Ooh, I am you progressing. Beat it yet? Oh no, I have not beat it yet. Have you I'm beat progressing it now? in the story. What about right now? I have beat it now. Oh, okay, I am cool. progressing in the story. I am enjoying the shit out of it, loving it more and more with every playthrough and with every session. Again, if you have a PS4, especially a PS4 Pro, and you don't have this game yet, oh, Eduardo, you're an idiot. 
<laughs> hey, I am busy right now. Um, next up, I played on Nintendo motherfucking Switch, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and this shit is good. This shit is really good. I am like well, you're also a big through, Donkey Kong fan. I am yes, I'm a big Donkey Kong Country fan. If you haven't heard, I'm I, I played it a lot as a kid. Parents loved it. They got me into it. Parents still play it. They're playing Donkey Kong Country Two right now. Um, this game is hard, but it is so imaginative, and it it, it borrows elements from like um, there are secrets throughout all the levels. There are secret exits as well as well. If you like, can look for little clues everywhere. That remind me of Super Mario World and kind of exploring. All right, there's another alternate way to get here, or a way to unlock a different part of the map. And I'm just loving it a lot. It's really great. I planned all my lunch breaks on the bus because it's, it's on, on Switch. And you can do that. Switch, y'all. It's wonderful. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a full price game. It was sixty bucks. Yes, sixty bucks. Yeah. What's new on the Switch? There's the option to play as Funky Kong as well, which means you can basically get a double jump. Spikes don't hurt you. It's basically easy mode because this game is difficult. It is a difficult yeah, platformer, but it's great. Well, I think Donkey Kong has always been known as being the more challenging platformer game on Nintendo's offerings. Yeah, but even this one's more difficult than I'd say. Even the first level, world and a half, I found is more com- more difficult than a lot of almost all of Donkey Kong Country One, Two, and Three. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. Yeah, but it's I'm... good. I'm enjoying it. It's tough because there's. Games coming up, I really want to play. God of War and Donkey Kong are among them, and now I feel like I have to decide: Do I want to play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze or the new God of War game? Well, then and you got to also make the decision: If you wait too long, Detroit become human. Project oh, I'm definitely Octopath not playing that. Traveler, not playing that Mario game Tennis Aces. I am getting that game for sure. Like all of these games, yeah. Same I'm not getting Detroit again. become human. That one's not real. Yeah, it's not. But I would I would get that if it came out. I know you would. <laughs> I would get that game. Hold in! That's all we played. Yeah. What do other people think about what they played last month? Yeah, so we delayed Leaderboard from last week to this week so we can talk about uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze just because Chad's opinion doesn't really matter. It's no. really more important what other people have to say about this game. I don't have a game. publication. <laughs> so we have three games we'll be talking about with Leaderboard. We have Nintendo Labo, which is going to include... The robot kit and the variety kit. We're going to talk a little bit about Radical Heights. There weren't very many reviews for it, but I wanted to talk about it anyway. And then we're going to talk about Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which we will start there. It had a Metacritic score of 86, which is actually three points higher than it had on Wii U, which is quite nice. It had 50 positive reviews and four mixed reviews. Fuck those mixed reviews. Basically, what they're saying is very much what Chad just said. (laughs) It is a very difficult game, but... People found it rewarding because of that. They liked the fact that when they got to the end of the level, they felt really accomplished that they managed to overcome that the difficulty and that the easy mode of Funky Kong isn't just a give me. It's not like Nintendo's um, in Mario Super Mario Odyssey, the assist mode. Where oh, like right. if you fall, they just bring you right back up again. Or in New or... Super Mario Bros. where they're like, would you like to like just get a star and run through the whole level instead? Exactly, yeah. So it's not a give me. You still have to play the game. It's just kind of a little bit of assistance, like mild assistance of the game, which is nice. Um, they also, the, the boss battles are commendable. Every review commented on the boss battles, which is not something you hear about very often in a 2D platformer, which yeah. is pretty cool. They did say the controls are better with the Pro Controller, but overall, the controls are very tight to begin with. I've only like, ever played with the Joy-Con separated. 
they say you should really try playing it with the Pro Controller. They say it's supposed to be very good that way. Okay. And in terms of just differences between the Wii U version and this version, like you really have a choice nowadays. Of course, you're going to get the Switch version. Um, the camera tends to zoom out kind of far for the handheld modes. Sometimes it'd be kind of hard to tell what you're doing. I've noticed um, that, yeah. Especially during boss battles, which is a pretty common thing with Switch games. I'm not too surprised to hear that. The loading times are, of course, faster, and the image is cleaner than it was on the Wii U version. Really, I didn't hear a single negative thing about this game. Everything yeah. was positive. It's great. Everything. That is contrary to the next game we're going to talk about, which is Radical Heights, Ooh! where very little good things were said about the game. Hold it. What um, is Radical Heights? Radical Heights is the... We talked about it, I think, last week or the week before. We did. It is the new key game from Boss Key Games, which made Lawbreakers, which is made by Cliff Blazinski, who is known for the Gears of War franchise. He made Gears of War. And they basically said, hey, Lawbreakers didn't do so well, so we're going to have this new Battle Royale game we're making called Radical Heights. And the theme of it is that it's kind of like game showy. You're collecting money that helps you buy weapons, and it's a whole not a lot of fun. So it's an early access. <laughs> they say that a lot of the complaints seem to be because it's early access. Like one of the big things, like sound is very inconsistent in the game. You might hear enemies walking around when there's no one around you, or you might not hear footsteps when there is an enemy around you. And next thing you know, you're dead. And a lot of the, like the combat is inspired by the lineage of what they've made before. So like Cliff Pusinski's really into shooters Lawbreakers was a arena hero shooter akin to like uh, Overwatch or something like that. But because it's like an arena shooter, you can shoot someone from kind of too far away to the point where it's frustrating because you never really had a chance to have a confrontation with that person. And then when you lose your money, that sucks. And the money also makes it very difficult to to play with too because basically when you kill someone, you get money. You get the money to increase cosmetics, to get better gear, but you can also deposit that money in an ATM if you can make it there, and then you can use that money in a future round, which means that if you're a veteran player of this game, you could be getting really great equipment out of the gate to do really well. Whereas in, we just talked about like Fortnite, there's the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't go to the best player immediately. It goes to whomever finds it, mm. which could be a good player. It could be someone's first time playing the game and they got the Infinity Gauntlet. It's purely up to them looking around to try to find the game, uh, try to find that item. And it misses the mark on that one. It doesn't feel like it's an even playing field all around. Um, there is complaints about the humor of the game being repetitive. So if you've watched clips of this online, um, it'll say like a joke when you go to get uh, a gun out of like the vending machine that sells you guns if you don't have money it makes the same joke every single time you don't have money and it was, like, it was funny the first time but then the second time you're like oh man maybe it's just a coincidence i got the same joke and then the 15th time you're like no it's just that one joke and that's all they have <laughs> that's obnoxious. which could it's very obnoxious it could just be an early access thing we're like hey look yeah. We want to get this game out there to play. We'll figure out these kind of small, funny details afterwards. But everything I've been hearing is saying that it doesn't feel like it's easily fixable. Like, it's really some core things about the game that make it unique that aren't great. Which is kind of a shame. The only cool thing that was said about the game was that you enter maps in a cool way. All these Battle Royale games generally start off with you falling from the sky. And like parachuting down. This right. is not parachuting. You're just falling. And when you hit the ground, you just roll and you just start going. And everyone kind of said they just liked that. 
And it's a really cool. minor thing to be like, that's the good thing about the game. That's worth the 30 bucks or whatever it costs. Exactly. But it's, it's early access, so it could change. But the user base we talked about last year, last week already dropped 82%. So not too strong Ooh. there. So the third game we have is technically two games, kind of. We're talking about Nintendo. Oh, Reticle Heights, there was no Metacritic information for it because there's just not enough out there yet. Um, Leaderboard is now going to be talking about uh, Nintendo Labo. And there's two games here. We have the Variety Kit and the Robot Kit. The Variety Kit fared better with a 76, 9 positive, 3 mixed. The Robot Kit didn't fare quite as well, had 69. (laughs) 69. (laughs) With 1 positive and 7 mixed. So... Not as favorable on the robot kit. No. So here's what they're kind of saying. So the variety kit, and really just in general between the two kits, the construction's kind of complicated in some regards. The robot kit especially takes four hours to assemble. Yeah. Some of the reviewers said that they felt stupid and it took them five to six hours. So like a longer than what they said the children should be able to do it in. <laughs> so they weren't but feeling Japanese too strong. Are a lot smarter than us, though. This so. is true. This is true. And it requires a lot of patience, and there's a lot of repetition in the building. So, like, they pointed out the piano keys specifically are all the same thing you're making over oh, and over again, yeah, and there's 13 of them. And when that takes a few hours to complete, they can get a little tedious over time. And then once you finally have built... Something just dropped. So once you finally build these things, the gameplay depth is, like, your reward for playing them is really shallow. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise. I shouldn't surprise anybody. I think, um, but basically, you either have games that last you a few minutes, or they have a few stages. So, like with the variety kit, you have the motorcycle you build, and you kind of turn it, and they say it looks a lot like Mario Kart, but there's only three stages, and it's just not interesting. The house, each little mini game that's a part of the house, is like maybe a few minutes before you get bored with it. Um, the do you know what was the most commend- uh, commendable one, though? Was the fishing game. The fishing game got a lot of positive talk. Really? They said that it's the one that you can play a little bit more often. I think even um, Brian Altano and IGN and the IGN uh, Nintendo Voice Chat podcast or Nintendo podcast said that it was the most fun he's had fishing in a game in a while, even more so than Far Cry 5 that just came out recently. But then again, you have to... Is it worth the building of this fishing rod to get to that point to play that mm. and that's not what i was really uh hearing um with the robot kit it's the most complex of the games to play which isn't necessarily saying much <laughs> you either have two modes one is you are destroying a city and you have to do it as quickly as possible to get as high of a score as possible so you're just punching and knocking down buildings um punching ufos as they come in like nothing super impressive and then there are like there's like a challenge mode where you have to do something in an X amount of time, which is still just revolves punching things. Punching is fun, man. Punching can be fun, but overall, it's just, the, the big complaint is there's not a lot of substance to yeah. a lot of these games. I think what's what the most interesting thing that's going to come out of Labo is going to be the Toy-Con Garage stuff. What people come up with themselves. Yes, and I personally would the... really love like uh, similar to how you can put your stages that you create in Mario Maker up. I I would love to see like an official like put up your programs that you wrote for Nintendo mm-hmm. Toy-Con Garage and then you can put up a blueprint for the cardboard for it as well. I think social media will just take care of that, I think. Yeah. 
And but that is one of the really positive things reviewers were saying. They said none of them really had a chance to make new things with with the ToyCon Garage. Yeah. But they, in just kind of seeing what options they had, they were surprised by the potential that there is in that. You could really make some pretty unique things. So I agree. I want to see some interesting creations. I'm on Reddit on the Nintendo uh, subreddits. It's like Nintendo Switch, Nintendo. I'm sure there's going to be a Labo subreddit specifically for this kind of thing. And I'd be curious if anyone shows off cool creations with that. Sweet. Sounds That's like Labo didn't set the week. world on fire. But Donkey Kong no. did pretty good. It did do pretty well, yeah. Speaking of Donkey Kong, Holden, that brings us to our quest log, and we've got a slew of fetch quests ready for your earballs. These are all yes. the quests that aren't quite as developed or important or don't need as much explanation or yep. comment from us. So let's start with the fact that Retro Studios was in charge of porting Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. This is kind of notable because a lot of times when you get ports of a game from console to console, there's a third-party company that comes in and does it mm-hmm. for you. Like, most notably, Bluepoint. It's what they do. That's their job for Uncharted, Shadow of the Colossus, things like that. But Retro actually handled this one itself from its 2014 title, Tropical Freeze, to the Switch version. Which is also kind of interesting because they... We know they've been working on something for Switch aside from this, and I wonder yes. how many of their resources they put into this. I can't imagine it took that many. Yeah. I'm sure Nintendo internally has some sort of tools to help with transitioning from Wii U to Switch, considering how many games they have. Yeah. Porting over. Portable um, speaking, over. Speaking of portable games, there is an English version of Shin Megami Tensei, which is coming to mobile. There's already been a Japanese version that's been out. They showed off on Facebook video an English version of the game, which is coming at some point in the future. I don't, I don't, I don't get this. I've never Shin Megami Tensei is also Persona, or they use the same characters, or it's a world. Persona is a, a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Okay, is that an anime? Is no, it it's Shin Megami series? Tensei. It's just a game series. And I'm pretty sure it's just a game series. Yeah. Okay. But both involve demons. It's kind of the theme between both of them. Great. Speaking of demons yeah. and monsters, Pocket Monsters Go. <laughs> Call it Pocket <laughs> Monsters. <laughs> That's what Pokemon stands for. Po- I know Pocket it monsters. is, but no one calls it that. Pokemon Go Fest is coming back to Chicago this July after the kind of explosion that it was last year where everybody goes, all the servers melt, everybody gets fucking angry, and they sue Niantic and win. Uh, and they're doing it again. Chicago, July 14th and 15th. They are taking some learns from last year. Rather than having it concentrated in Grant Park, they're having like a walking trail among 1.8 miles in Lincoln Park instead, mm-hmm. spreading it out a little bit. I unfortunately will not be in Chicago during this part, so I won't get to take part in any of the activities. Aww. But if you are, great. If you are an international listener, they are returning with Safari Zone in Europe and Japan as well this year. Check out their site for deets on dates deets on dates beats bees beads speaking of arrested development season five is coming so soon you guys so soon oh my gosh i can't wait i've been watching season four requests uh we have republic vr is coming to oculus vr and gear vr actually it's already been out it came out may 1st so it'll be exciting it was a mobile stealth game where you're like looking through security cameras to help someone else navigate around and I might get that because it's on my Oculus Go, which I will actually have a review for a... officially next week. Nice. Is this a VR version of the same game or a standalone experience for VR? 
VR version of the same game, but game, but they had to retailer some assets to make it work and run as well as they would have liked it to. Cool. Because like you can see more if you're able to look around than what they were able to do with mobile. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They changed some things up there. Fez D, you just got a Switch, and you have a PC, and you love Steam. You just want to lick that Steam sugar right off of that Fun Dip stick. And (laughs) now I'm going to work with your Switch Pro controller. So uh, you're no longer limited to just, like, third-party controllers or Xbox. You can now hook up your Nintendo controller to it. I want to try this, because when I got my new MacBook Pro, I thought, I'm going to play Half-Life 2 finally. I'm going to play it on... And no, I bought it. <laughs> I legitimately bought it, and I oh. started to play it. And I returned the game because it had PlayStation Four controller support, which is built into Steam, and it did not work. So it's not going to work with every game. Oh, but it is going to come. So just to be clear about that. Woo! Speaking of coming, is Rocksteady working on a Superman game that might be coming in the future? This According is a, some rumors, maybe. This is a questionable rumor. It stemmed from 4chan, which is why I'm not considering this a big story. But it is notable because Rocksteady made the Arkham games. There's been talk of them making Superman games. There's more discussion of that, hopefully. Mm, but mm, a game that mm. is for sure coming is Conan Exiles is coming to PS4. In fact, it's actually now already what? here. As of today, and is that it? it's. Yeah, it's out now. And it's also, I didn't realize how big of a game this was. In early access on PC and Xbox One, it sold one million copies. What? People give a shit about Conan the Barbarian? I know. That's the same thing that I said. I'm very surprised about that. Does anyone realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are bad? Terminator was good. Jingle All the Way was good. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, cool. As I a kid, I did love Jingle All the Way. Also, if you pronounce it Conan, then that's the way you pronounce it, and I'm not going to pass any judgment. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there are strong pre-orders for the Spyro trilogy, which gives good news for anyone hoping for more remasters in that same vein. Um, and that's coming out not soon, right? That's like July, or did they just say summer? No, it's September. September, September yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things that are coming not soon, Switch selling a way more than it is right now. I mean, it's going to continue selling song. That was also a great transition. Good job, me. Thanks, me. High five. Um, they Nintendo is kind of committed to selling and supporting 3DS until Switch kind of reaches this point where people are buying multiple per family. That's kind of where they see it. And 3DS right now, every kid can afford one in the family, and they will kind of want Switch to be the same way. And until that happens, hey, support the what you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. this isn't too surprising to me. You can kind of point out the price of the Switch. It's just too expensive for a family to buy one per child in the house. So yeah. I think once they release a cheaper version of the Switch, we'll probably see it. But We'll get into that a little tell. bit more Switch news about their online service that their online definitely hints towards them wanting one for every family member. Yes. We'll we'll talk about that, actually, because I had read into that more, and it's not what you think it is. Cool. Yeah. Um, we also have... There are three kind of Bethesda-themed Xbox One game bundles coming out, Ooh. which all sound great. 
Uh, I didn't see anything about pricing on it, though, but basically you're going to have a Skyrim Special Edition plus Fallout 4 bundle you can get. Not, like, with a console, but, like, just you can buy both games together. Yeah. There's going to be Doom and Wolfenstein 2, and there's going to be Prey and Dishonored 2. Ooh, one of those is good. I got Prey a few months ago, actually. And I want to play that. Dishonored <laughs> oh, okay. 2. Okay, you don't have any impressions because you haven't played it yet. Okay. Yeah, but I, I had played Dishonored 2 and I didn't like it as much as Dishonored 1. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, if those are our in, fetch if quests. If you're in the market for an Xbox One, you like Bethesda, jump on in. Now, hold on. That no, no, no. To it's, not, it's not to buy a console with. It, they're just in the store and you can buy them together. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Wait, I misunderstood you. What? It's not a console bundle. It's just that you can buy both games together on their online store so like when okay 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 it's like a collection it's not necessarily a it's like when you can buy jurassic park one two and three in the same blu-ray disc exactly exactly okay it'd be cool there are bundle those would be sick console bundles like skyrim and fallout 4 like buy this bundle and never have to buy another game for xbox one ever again and there's no pricing info on that not that I saw it. It came from Major I Nelson. I 60 bucks Because they've been on sale, and in fact, they're currently on sale, for mm-hmm. $30. For, most of those games are all $30 on Look sale. it up if you can. I was just pulling that from Major Nelson, who's like the kind of direct source for Xbox-related news. Yeah. Well, tell me about um, some game are, potatoes while I'm looking at Yeah. Up. We have two game potatoes. They're not huge game potatoes, which God, is things that I thought were we stupid. podcast that? <laughs> <laughs> it lives on. So, first game potato is Nintendo's recruiting for potential level designers... In this, for, for the Zelda franchise, for the next Zelda game, which is a big duh. Obviously, they are because they're never not making a new Zelda game. They're never not making a new Mario game. You know, Rockstar is never not making a new Grand Theft Auto game. Of course, they're hiring people for that job. I just think this is such a non-story because, duh, of course. It's like the stories of Nintendo's working on a new console or Sony's already developing PS5. Of course, they are. They're always working on the next thing. So, stupid story. Other stupid story, because I just don't think it's going to happen, um, is that the U.S. International Trade Commission has agreed to look further into a certain portable gaming console with attachable handheld controllers and components thereof. They've not made decisions yet on the merits of the case. This is basically the Game Vice versus Nintendo Switch, where Game Vice, who makes basically mobile controllers for iPhone and iPad that stick on the side, think that the Switch is interfering or infringing on their patent of Joy-Cons sliding out of the side of a Switch. I think if you have half a brain and you look at both consoles, you realize they're not the same fucking thing. Yeah, they're very different. They're very different. So I just don't think that this is going to fly, but Game Vice is determined to make sure that Switch doesn't... It, it's Basically, the goal is to block U.S. sales. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And also, can you think of a way to make people hate your company even more? <laughs> yep. It's just stupid. It's a really stupid story. But we got some big stories to talk about now. Hold on. I did find pricing on those Bethesda bundles, and I would advise you not to buy them. Oh, really? Because the Skyrim Fallout 4 bundle is $80. Oh. The Prey Dishonored 2 bundle is $65. And the Doom Wolfenstein bundle is also $80. Again, almost all of those games are on sale for $30 or less on the Xbox Live Store on PSN right now. A da, um, da, da, damn. Yeah. And they are frequently on sale for that price as well. I Yeah. Interesting. I Note that. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. 
I mean, yeah, if you got duped into like going to some big box store and you bought them full price for some reason for sixty bucks a pop, yeah, that might be a good deal. But mm-hmm. so speaking of Microsoft, let's talk about some other weird things that they've done. Ooh, what's weird? So um, there's been a story from Variety, I think, which is strange for video games. Yeah. They're talking about uh, why Microsoft doesn't reveal the Xbox sales figures. And it's, it's not because new. they don't have impressive uh, sales to show off, apparently. It's apparently because they want to measure not on sales but by user engagement and how much people are using the consoles that they have. That's a good PR spin on absolutely we're not great PR selling spin. enough Xboxes to make it noteworthy. Because they started doing this in 2015, which is like a year and a half after Xbox One wasn't selling well. <laughs> so yep. timing of it seems interesting. I don't think it's a bad metric to look at, though, which no. is how much your users are engaging. And they say user, user engagement has been going up lately. But I don't know. I just don't think that's... I mean, it's still obviously because... PS4 was, you know, you're in the dust of PS4. That's that's yeah. why. That's the got to be the main reason why. So speaking, if of any company is selling a lot of units, they want to talk about it. Definitely. Speaking of engagement, one of the numbers they did recently release is how many hours backwards compatibility has been used on Xbox yes. One. Apparently, it's very popular. It just crossed the billion hours mark. Mm-hmm. So a billion hours worth of backwards compatibility. That is up almost double from what it was last June. In June 2017, it was at 508 million hours, which is awesome because PlayStation's room or PlayStation stance has always been like people always say they want it, but nobody ever really uses it. That's a lot of hours of people who don't want to do something. And that is, yeah. But also, too, the rate's going up because June 2017, 508 million. I want to say they did backwards compatibility in like a fall update of 2016. They announced it. Or June, sorry, June update 2016. They announced it in 2016 at E3. The first round, they were like, we're going to have 100 titles by the end of the year. Okay. So they started rolling around, I think, in like October, November. That actually probably means the rate's been pretty consistent then. Yeah. So, okay, I take that back. But still, it's awesome. Uh, Yeah. They they did actually say like a percentage of people, I think it was almost half of people who had. Yeah. uh, No, there is a percentage I have on here. 13%. uh, No, that's not it. Um. I thought I highlighted it. Well, damn it. Well, it was a big chunk. Like a big... Oh, around pers- half of all Xbox One owners have used the feature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some more numbers to talk about, though, and that is the number of Xbox Live players is up 13%, and there are now more than 200 games that are enhanced for Xbox One X. You get it, Xbox One X. Absolutely. You know, the Speaking longer these things have been out and the more experience I have my, with my Pro, I'm actually like... I'm super into the the idea of having a Pro and a One X version of all of these things. Like, mm-hmm. give me all of those, those updates. Well, speaking of enhanced, Shadow of Tomb Raider, they talked a little bit about how the enhanced version of that's going to work. And the uh, developer wanted to clarify that it's not going to be 4K 60 frames per second. It is either 4K or 60 frames per second. Gotcha. That kind of goes into, that's the same thing they did with Rise of the Tomb Raider as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That performance versus graphics. Which is surprising because that's usually what you see on PlayStation, but Xbox is always kind of touted they can do both. Yeah. So this must be a damn good-looking game. On PlayStation Pro for Rise of the Tomb Raider, you had three options. You had resolution, you had performance, and you had, like, stuff that gave you better textures and, like, increased foliage and things like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this has just, like, 
everything has increased foliage textures all of those things and now you so can choose between those so it is a little bit improved maybe they've talked about that so there's two modes there's 4k resolution which is 4k 30 frames per second and then high resolution which is 1080p 60 frames per second no matter which mode you choose you will always have hdr improved physically based rendering hardware okay. tessellation antriostophic filtering and additional dyna- uh, dynamic foliage you pronounce over because i've messed this up before foliage I uh, caught all of those words, and I know exactly what every single one of them means, and you don't have to test me on it. Yeah, absolutely. What's tessellation mean, Chad? Uh, Tessellation means God of War is the (laughs) fastest-selling PS4 exclusive game ever. Beating out Horizon Zero Dawn, beating out Uncharted 4. For reference, in its first three days, it sold over three million copies. Which is crazy. In its first week, Uncharted 4 sold 2.7 million copies. So God of War is doing pretty, pretty good for PlayStation. I thought and it would sell well, but this is really goddamn good. Yeah, God of War damn good. Yeah. So, of course, that was only three days worth of sales figures. It's now been out mm-hmm. for almost two weeks. It does include pre-orders in that, too, though. Yeah. So, technically, maybe not all of that was in the first two days, or the first three days, but all the people who played it in the first three days was 3.1 million That totally people. counts as first three days. If I pre-ordered it, I count towards the first day. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, no, that totally counts. Yeah. If Xbox comes out and says, "All right, you guys, we sold one million Xbox Ones on day one," like, oh yeah, but like nine hundred thousand of those don't count because they were pre-ordered. No, they totally they sold one thousand mm, one million no. Xbox Ones. You're just if wrong Nintendo on said one. it, I would agree with it. But Nintendo You're a didn't fucking say it. But munch. Oh, I love you. Get out of here. Uh, God of War direction on death of single player. I didn't actually read this article yet. Tell yeah, me so it. basically the director of God of War just came out and just talked about why the death of single player games is ridiculous. He's like, I don't want to make competitive games. I'm never going to make competitive games. I'm always making single player games. And there's always been what he calls an ebb and flow of going between competitive games and single player games being the highlight. Like in the 90s with like arena shooters, multiplayer games were huge again. And then... You know, PS3 era, and you were kind of getting back to some, like, really good single-player game experiences. And now we're kind of going back into a competitive. And it just kind of goes back and forth based on what people are interested in. He's like, it's, it's not going to be the death of anything. That's what he was saying. Which I just thought was notable considering he's probably one of the most prominent game developers right now. Yeah. And he feels strong about single-player games, which means we're probably still going to see single-player games. Snaps. Snaps for that. Exactly. Yes, all them singles. Speaking of single people, Luigi, because him and Daisy have not tied the knot. Luigi's nope. Mansion being ported to 3DS because for from some fucking reason they decided not to do that on Switch instead. I'm but so it's coming from Grezzo, who yes. was, uh, developed Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D and Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D for 3DS. As well as the much bigger game, Ever Oasis. Right, it is ever large. Exactly. Ever ongoing. Oasis-y. I don't know. Are you going to buy... Would you buy that game? I will not buy another game on 3DS. I'm in kind of that same boat where it's like, I've always wanted to play Luigi's Mansion, but I feel like I need to vote with my dollar and not buy anything on 3DS to stop Nintendo from making 3DS games. And they'll listen to my purchasing. They'll be like, Holden didn't buy it. That's true. 3DS is dead. No more. There are still things that I own and have on my 3DS that I want to play and will play. But I will not buy something new on 3DS. Yeah. Do you know what's also not selling? What? 
Nintendo Labo in Japan. Oh, we kind yeah, of so like touched on this last week. Yeah, so we touched on it. The sales weren't great, but maybe it's going to do really well because it's you know the the golden week in Japan, and it didn't. It dropped a lot mm-hmm. um, in some cases. Let me find that story because what was in third place dropped down to um, fourth place, and what was wait for a second. Oh no, so the Labo kit went from third to seventeenth, oh. and where was it? Where's the other one? Because robot kit sold worse. It's more expensive as well. By $10, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the the Nintendo Labo kit came out in third and went to fourth. And then, sorry, in second and went to um, to fourth. And now the robot kit's gone from third to 17th. It is not sold super well, which I'm surprised because Japanese, Japanese market was the one I thought would sell the most of this. Yeah. And they didn't. There were some sales numbers on consoles for that week as well. Uh, from bottom up... Xbox One sold 179 units in Japan. <laughs> so that was really funny. PlayStation Vita outsold it by a lot with 4,562. Dude, Vita, that's where the shit's at. Vita's great. 3DS outsold that even more with 7,733. PlayStation 4, 35,009. And Switch, not that much higher, 38,165. That surprised me that PS4 is still holding that strong in a mobile-focused market. Yeah. Very impressive. Is that remote play? Oh, yeah. But that Man, might be a big part of it. I tell you what, though. Remote play is catching on. There are so many people at my work right now who are... They bring in their MacBook. Daniel was just doing this the other day. Shout out to Daniel, who beat Rom in Bloodborne. He beat it in the Woo! break room because he had his PS4... Or he had his DualShock with his MacBook in the break room. There's also an unofficial app called RPlay for iOS on iPad and iPhone that has MFI, like iPhone game controller support as well. And people are doing that on their phone and remote playing. And Damn. It's it's a big thing. Maybe you should, uh, somebody should release a new handheld and capitalize on this. Mm, capitalize now, here's the thing, though. The Is this a thing because God of War just came out? No, nobody's playing God of War with it. I'm the only person oh, who's really? God of War. Oh, really? Interesting. Really, the, the only world. person? I'm the only one who bought it. I, I know people you work with, and they buy the big games. They buy the God of Wars. What's the deal? No, nobody's ever bought anything. Interesting, 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 interesting. Well, do you want to I'm excited for, Chad? I'm excited what for this Red... What the fuck are you excited for, Holden? Jesus Christ, just say it already. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Just tell me what it is. Two. Anything, just, just like name the name of it. Red Dead What's Redemption the title 2. of it? Just tell me the title. I think it's Red Dead Redemption 2. It's what? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Red- I said to say it so many times in a row. It's going so I fast. literally was not making fun of you. I mumbled it and tripped up on the word. Oh, really? I was I'm- to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So the new trailer for that game came out. It looks fantastic. Does it? <laughs> really? I think it looks great. I don't know. I was. I don't know. I've just been playing God of War in 4K HDR, and I just expected it to look better. Oh, like, I just meant like visually. I can't wait to play the game like as, as a whole experience. It looks yeah. awesome. I always talk about the graphics. I think the graphics look pretty damn good though, considering it's an open world game. Yeah, yeah. I guess with that caveat, it's just like it's also Rockstar, and after playing Horizon and God of War, I just want everything to look that good. Well, uh, you can't have everything, Chad. You're they have right. to make for multiple platforms. You're right. You're right. Not everything. I'm always right. Um, John Red Marston... Dead Redemption is coming to Switch. Just kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I do think GTA 5 might, though. Anyway. Um... Hey, calm down. Say that for our E3. 
I didn't say it was coming E3. I'm just saying I think oh, it might well, be coming. Oh, that's one of my E3 predictions. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm stealing it now. I said no, it first. Everyone now. knows. Shut up. I Get out of here. Get out of my brain. Who are you? <laughs> John Morrison's coming back for Red Dead Redemption 2. Or, sorry, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I don't know how I feel about that because I didn't really want it to have anything to do with the original game at all. Or I shouldn't What's say the original prequel? game, but it's a prequel. I don't know. But it looks good. It looks cool. Um, they released a video talking about how they're handling narrative and they're handling story in a pretty unique way for an open world where how you treat people basically will not like by like a meter of like you're going renegade or you're doing Paragon or something like that. It's just how based on how you treat people, it'll affect how the story moves forward, mm. which is pretty interesting. I'm curious to see how they handle that, considering that Rockstar are good storytellers in games. Yeah. A few more stories left. Tell me about this Connect one. Why the fuck is this coming back? Yeah, so not in the way you would think. And this is, I'm actually debated whether or not we should talk about this because it's not gaming related. But um, Connect is going to be revived um, and it's going to be cloud powered via Azure. And it's going to be used as a HoloLens sensor for next generation HoloLens headsets. Next generation HoloLens? They haven't even released a first generation HoloLens. You can get it, you can buy it. But isn't that like a prototype developer type kit? Yeah, but it might it might be part of the original, like the first you know, consumer HoloLens product, but it's not in this current prototype build. It might be in another prototype build. Nice. But they're nice. they're they want to make it, and Nadia Sedella is the one who talked about this. So I was just very surprised, and they're referring to it as Connect. Interesting. Yeah, it's not like they're just using the sensor and rebranding it. No, it's it's Connect Azure. The Connect Azure project. But obviously which... hooked up to a PC, not an Xbox, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, connected to a HoloLens. But HoloLens runs through a PC? No, it's all standalone. How does the Connect plug into the HoloLens? They didn't talk about it. They just said it'll be used for new, interesting applications. And the Connect has to talk has to plug into a PC. It HoloLens is a standalone device. Yeah, but Connect is not. <laughs> connect is not a wireless device but it's connected to the headset so you have a wire running then it's hololens is not going to have a wire i, I don't think i think you're thinking of it as you're going to be using it for body gestures and things like that i don't think that's what they're thinking i think they found another way of using those sensors and they're building it into the headset you're right we'll see or it could just be like on an, an Oculus or a Vive or a PlayStation VR, it's just an external camera that sits somewhere on its own, mm. plugged into a wall. But so. those are also plugged into a PC or but a game console. It might be able to wirelessly communicate with the HoloLens LED set. It's not important because just... no one is actually ever going to have a HoloLens in their home. So let's <laughs> talk about anything else. <laughs> All right, last story before we get to our countdown to E3. Activision ignores Destiny 2. So in their financial call, they didn't when they when they were talking about their successes of Q2, they didn't talk about Destiny at all. They didn't Ooh. mention it at all. Which was really interesting. They did mention it in one regard which was Do they have any releases in Q2 for Destiny? No, but in terms of, like, sales and, like, all that, like, okay. DLC, yeah, they DLC come out, but they didn't mention it in, as for, in terms of, like, here's something um, notable. Mm. 
about mm. this quarter, Destiny, which is their big franchise. They would usually can talk about it alongside like Call of Duty, and now they're not bringing it up. Um, they did give it a brief mention, touting its upcoming September expansion. That's it. Nice. I thought it was really interesting, because that game was huge when it came out, and it seems to have really teetered off. I mean, you don't play it anymore. I don't know many people who play it anymore. I'm sure it has a decent user base still. Yeah, it still has a hardcore crowd, I'm sure. But if they sell microtransactions and things like that in that game, so if it were doing well, they'd be talking about it. And they're not, so it's notable. Potent potables. Potent potables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our countdown to E3. Countdown E3 to E3. E3, y'all. E3 2018. We got two stories. What do we got on the stories. countdown for E3? Hey, everyone, look down at your phone. We've got a new graphic for this. We do. Um, we have Square Enix announces their first E3 conference in three years. It'll be a Nintendo Direct style where it's a pre-recorded video and they're going to show it Is it three years? Three years, yeah. Or they had a, a conference two years ago. Nope, three years. Huh. Look it up if you want to. I'm uh, three years. So... I think it's because they're going to show off Kingdom Hearts more in depth. Uh, there's a lot of people wanting a Final Fantasy game on Switch, which I think would make sense, considering Square Enix has spoken very highly of the Switch. Uh, they're probably going to talk a lot about Dragon Age coming to the West. So I think there's a lot of things for them to talk about. Plus, they have Shadow of the Tomb Raider also coming out. They don't have Hitman anymore, though, because they no, got they rid don't of have Hitman. Hitman. Final Fantasy 16. No. Project Doctor Path Traveler? Actually, you know what? Maybe they will talk about Final Fantasy 16 because they've said that the story for Final Fantasy 15, like the additional story, is going to end next year, I believe. And, I mean, if they talk Didn't about they Final Fantasy they have, like, 16... Yeah, like nine more pieces of DLC. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, if they start talking about Final Fantasy 16 now, we have at least, like, 15 years before it comes out. So why not talk about it now? You're right. They'll talk about it. They'll do some sort of teaser, Final Fantasy 16. I just wanted to correct you that it has not been three years... Uh, it has been uh, not exactly three years because E3 falls on different dates each year. So it has um, been like around three years, but not exactly three years. So we'll agree that it's a tie. <laughs> it sounds like it's been three years. No, 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 no. If it was three years, it had been to the day. Plus the- there was a leap year in there. Tell you what, we'll both agree on the next story. Microsoft claims that in 2018 they're going to have their biggest E3 yet. Yeah, fucking so is everybody else. That's what everyone (laughs) says about everything. Yeah, I'm... I bet it's their most ambitious to date. (laughs) Oh, that guy, I love when they say that. We're taking this E3 to the next level. Oh! So... They have to do something big this E3, but I think overall this is going to be a quiet E3 for the main console manufacturers. You think? Except for Nintendo, of course, because they don't have a new console looming. So I'm curious what they mean by biggest E3 yet. Like, great, you've announced a release date for Crackdown 3. <laughs> like, State of the Game 2, I think, would and already be And the game is literally point. the biggest because it's it 506 is... gigabytes in size. <laughs> <laughs> this is our biggest, biggest E3. E3 yet. They don't have or one do they, car in Do stage. they literally mean just time? It's <laughs> just the longest. Time, yeah. It's going to take the most data to download and stream. Well, Chad, they're not going to have one car on stage this time. They're going to have three cars on stage this time. But just they wait. are technically literally strewn across two different convention centers, right? Oh, so biggest space taken biggest up. Biggest physical space. 
presence. It's the biggest space between our two conferences at E3 ever. <laughs> oh, Very that's exciting. interesting. They're going to have that. They're going to have, like, at the LA Convention Center itself, they're going to have Mixer, which I. Oh, who fucking uses Mixer? I don't even know what it is. Or I don't, I'm an old man, basically. And then they have across the street, still part of E3, but across the street, all of their actual shit. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, but Holden, here's what everybody in the whole fucking world wants to hear about. Our main quest today. Last night, Nintendo announces details on its online service for Nintendo Switch, which is coming in September. And if you can hear that sound in the background, that's me slapping my foot for emphasis. Let's detail the shit out of this online service. Yeah. Officially called Nintendo Switch Online. I think it has a lot of different stuff. I actually have forgotten to bring it up on my screen. I have the details right here. Cool. Start going through some of the things. So basically, they're going to include save data backups in the cloud. Yes. You hold back that yes because I've done some research on things. Okay. (laughs) So we'll lay everything down, then we'll talk about it. So they're going to have save data backups in the cloud. They're going to have uh, 20 NES games, which will include classics like Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. 3, um, balloons and ice climbers and things like that. And they're going to have either online or cooperative play. The uh, pricing is going to be three ninety nine a month, seven ninety nine for three months, nineteen ninety nine for twelve months, or thirty four ninety nine for a family for twelve months. And to clarify what that means, that does not mean that you can get multiple Switch units on one. Um, family account what it means is you can get multiple user accounts on one switch their own different nintendo account with online access but if you have a single uh nintendo account on a system then they all the user accounts can share that information but it's the same account it's not like you have your own account I, i think that is wrong no that is what it says really on the website yes it's very strange. No. I'll pull it up. I'm pulling it up, up, up on I'm fire. just reading notes that I took. So I found the FAQ. Um, but that's basically the what it's looking like. What are your thoughts on it? I wonder what your thoughts are. Um, and I'll find this thing about the... Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it said across multiple Nintendo accounts or devices. Was the family... You share your thoughts, and I'll look into this. I have the FAQ loaded up right now. Okay. Um, I Overall, I think this is exactly what I expected from a Nintendo online service. I -hmm. was surprised at the family tier of it. Um, But no, cloud saves, obviously, yes. Everyone needs that nowadays. Pricing of it, they already told us it was going to be 20 bucks a year. I am... More concerned over the NES offerings, like mm-hmm. Nintendo Entertainment System. They officially called the Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online service is the like the Netflix style Nintendo Virtual Console replacement. Because uh, there's another article from Kotaku where Nintendo reached out to them and let them know the the Virtual Console branding is no more. So we won't see anything under that umbrella. It doesn't mean we won't see that same type of stuff, just so it won't be branded Virtual Console. 
Thank you for saying um, that because everyone's going, oh my god, Virtual Console's dead. No, they just said the branding for that is gone. Right. Um, it's a very important distinction. Overall, yeah, it, does, it doesn't blow my socks off. It doesn't wow me. But I'm concerned that, like, do these 20 Nintendo games that are going to be there, first of all, why did you only announce 10 of them? I mean, they're NES games. It's like, no one's going to be surprised. Oh, my God, this game is coming? What? No, it's games that have been around for 40 years. Not 40 years. It's not that old. But anyway. Close. Um, that's the part I'm probably least excited about, which is also the part that probably is costing the most money. Because let's face it, no one's going to pay that much to play Mario Tennis Aces online. No one's going to pay that much for cloud saves, and no one's going to pay that much for uh, Nintendo Switch app on their phone. Mm-hmm. The money you're paying is really for the 20 NES games that you get that are going to be expanded upon. But then 20 bucks does that mean that we're not going to get SNES games? We're not going to get N64 games as part of that or GameCube games as part of that? Because that's not enough. Honestly, twenty bucks a year is not enough for those kind of experiences. So, I, on the NES, I've, I've thought I have a note here too, which is basically, well, I get to play SNES games. Like, I'd like to do that. I don't see N sixty four or higher, but like SNES at least, please. Um, the upside of the NES games is that they're at least adding functionality. Like, you're going to be able to play Super Mario Bros. three online with a friend. You're going to be able to play Legend of Zelda cooperatively online with a friend, and that's really cool. That's something you couldn't have done before because yeah. Nintendo didn't allow it. But it's something you couldn't have done before. So at least they're adding something to it that they didn't have before. My question is, this 20 games, are they in a little while going to go, okay, we're also adding Super Mario World because we're doing SNES now, which means we're taking away Super Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros 3. Like, is this going to be like a smaller list? They're going to kind of maintain the small list? Like Netflix adds things and removes things. Are they just going to constantly be adding to it so it gets better and better over time? I would hate if they removed it because looking at... I mean, as gamers in general, we all have huge backlogs. Mm-hmm. I have so many things downloaded on my 3DS that I still got to play. But I mean, if it's only gone for like... If it's only up there for like three months, I'm like, well, shit, now I got to play this game sometime in the next and it's an months. N- and it's an NES game. It's not like a new game that's in your backlog either. Right. I mean, I'm excited about the NES thing, but I don't, I don't disagree with you that I'd like to see more than that. I kind of think, though, for 20 bucks though, this is such a better value than what you'd get on PlayStation or Xbox from a price standpoint specifically, that these little things are forgivable, but there's definitely some nitpicky things that don't seem too great. Um, I just looked into the pricing for the, um, the family plans, and what it, it says here is actually really confusing. So it says that you have to make a family group and that once someone has bought the 3499 in the family group everyone in the family group has it it actually doesn't right. specify if it's for multiple consoles or not but it never says for multiple consoles specifically so i found some things piecing together from the fact that leads me to believe that you can have it across multiple ones one we know that they're the membership is for the account itself yes the family membership can be across eight different users or eight different accounts on there. Okay. And then there's a question that says, um, it says, if I own multiple Nintendo Switch systems, will I need a separate membership for each one? And it says, no. Nintendo Switch Online can be used on any device by signing in with the Nintendo account that purchased the membership. Okay, yeah. So you should be able to use multiple devices then. 
And yeah, what led me to believe that is that every other sort of like this is from GameSpot. GameSpot's reporting, as opposed to a basic membership that's limited to one account, all of the accounts on their family membership can enjoy the benefits even if they're on different systems. Okay. So that makes it as little as like $4 and change per year if you have eight people sharing one membership. Totally. Especially if you don't have to literally be bled. Yeah, well, I mean, I got my brother Splatoon for Christmas so that we could play online together. I'm probably just going to spend money on a family account so that we can continue playing online together. Because yeah. to me, 35 bucks is still not a bad price for playing online if you compare it to just price value of PS Plus and Xbox Live. Right. There's less functionality, but it's also a cheaper price point. Yeah, I feel like it's just, for me, what doesn't excite me about the online part is that I don't, I don't give a shit about playing those games online. When I think about, oh, yeah, Destiny 2, yeah. I, I want to have that online. When I think mm-hmm. about playing, like, a way out, obviously you're going to need a better infrastructure, but, like, the yeah. things, like, Smash, I guess, yeah, but mostly I like playing that local with friends. I don't care about playing online. Oh, so I, I honestly will not play anything but Mario Kart online. But is, you're just going to, I mean, you're going to get the other benefits of it, but that thirty four ninety nine is enough to justify that for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I will not play Mario Kart anything but online. So, like, if I want to play that game, I'm getting this online service. I want to play Splatoon. That game doesn't really... I haven't even played the single player of that because I only play it online. That blows my mind. I still haven't played the single player game. That blows my mind that you're all up Splatoon's butt and you've literally never played the single player. It's so good. I do think it's funny that the games they mention... Battle out and cooperative with players around the world, compatible in games like Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Kart 8, uh, Mario Tennis Aces, Sushi Striker. See, this, I think, is a bigger game than you want it to be. I know. I think it's crazy. <laughs> no, I'm saying that because I just never thought it was a big game, and then it just gets talked about all the time. Nintendo's, like, really pushing it. I'm thinking now, and I'm succumbing to marketing, should I get this game? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently it's going to be great. Is this going to be the next Overcooked? Oh, Overcooked's so good. Overcooked was fucking great. So here's the thing I'm concerned about, and I really hope that this is just a mistranslation. Someone translated, granted via Google Translate, um, the Japanese site of all these announcements. Yeah. Right? And determined that for save data backups in the cloud, it says for some software, not for all software. Mm. And I really hope that's just a mistranslation. That's probably a mistranslation. I really want a clarification on that because not all games support video capture yeah. on Switch. Not all of them do. So hopefully that's not the case with do you think this. Think it's like on iOS where you can like your game can choose to support cloud sync. Support. Shut your goddamn mouth. You're just you're addicted to Splatoon. That's what it is. That's what it is. Splatporting like, Splatoon. There is a feature that allows cloud syncing across your devices of your progress, but it's up to the developer whether or not they code that in there. Yeah. I I think that might be the case. Although if this is a feature that you're paying for though, I don't know if that's something they can make optional. That has to be on a hardware level. I hope, I hope, yeah. but this is also Nintendo's first attempt at an online service. Yeah, Nintendo. So I'm, like, when I read that, I'm like, oh, you got to be shitting me. Like, please don't let that be true, because that's a really basic limitation to put on this service. But if you look at actual PR speak, American version in English, it doesn't say some games. It just says... Save your data. Games. It says save your data online for easy access. Details about this feature will be available before the paid service launches in September. 
So they so they still have to talk more about it. Sweet. But again, like you could also interpret and say that you know, playing with players in the world, Splatoon 2, Arms, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, and Sushi Strikers, are those the only games you'll be able to play online with the Nintendo online service? No, because you also get the twenty additional NES games. Well, you know what I mean. I don't think like that's the case if you want to read into that specifically. So maybe just looking at this too literally is not a good thing. Who and we shouldn't you? look at it too literally. Who hurt I... you, Holden? <laughs> Somebody hurt you to have this major distrust of all of these companies. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. I, I feel like they didn't talk about this at E3 because they're not going to talk about it at E3 at all. But I feel like they still have things to talk about for, before September. And they're not going to do E3 and then, like, in July or August do more. I guess they do a September direct. So they couldn't announce it there. I'm curious how they handle it from here. I don't know. I think think we see a lot about Smash at E3. No, they won't talk about the game at all. Smash launches on this date with the Nintendo Online service. Here are also the additional 10 games coming to it as part of the Treehouse. Something in Treehouse, uh, something like that. But, um, yeah. Overall, though, I'm glad it's out. I think it's well worth the $20 a year you're spending or $4 if you do yeah. the family plan and cheat the system. Um, what does that mean for Virtual Console, then? If we know that Virtual Console, the brand doesn't exist, we have this NES games as part of the $20 a month, do you think we'll see standalone re-releases? Nintendo Classics. The Nintendo oh. Classics line. And they'll do the really big highlight games. They'll start with, like, we're going to do Link to the Past, we're going to do, like, GameCube games, like Wind yeah. Waker, Luigi's Mansion, this is why it wasn't coming to, to you know, to Switch, because we're doing it this way instead. You know, they also have, like, the, the right now, the Nintendo Arcade Classics on Switch. That's not made by Nintendo, though. Is it not? No, it's not. No. But yeah, I, don't, I, think, I don't know how would, Mario Bros. is on that, but it's not Nintendo. Rather than just having a ROM that's on there, I would prefer kind of remakes or like adding additional features like online play. Yeah. Like they made these a little bit more modern. Not not remaking the game or remastering it, but you know, just like update it a little bit and sell it to me as a new game. I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm up I'm up for that. Um I'm curious how they handle it though, because I think obviously they have to include SNES on 64 and the GameCube stuff has been talked about way too much. They've already made some of these GameCube games for the Nvidia Shield in the Chinese market. Yeah. They didn't do that just to sell them in the Chinese market. They did that so they can make a lot of money elsewhere too. Yeah, exactly. So like they're going to release those games on the Switch. They, I'd be floored if they didn't release those HD remakes they made on the Switch. Yeah. That's what I think they're going to do some sort of classics line and they just don't need the virtual console branding anymore because with separating it with NES games on the online service, they kind of needed to rebrand it anyway because it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. This is also the new Nintendo. That's right. To go with new Super Mario Bros. and new 3DS. Yes. To quote the Season 5 trailer for its development, it's a new, new beginning. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that show. Oh, my gosh. Holden, do you have anything left to say about Nintendo? Uh, not about Nintendo, no. Just that I'm probably going to finish binge-watching Season 4 tonight of Rest of Development Remix. I do. Consequences. I do have something left to say about Nintendo. They made a great Super Mario RPG, and that's our barf for this month. Backlog oh. accomplishments with Respawn and friends. Were you Play setting me up for Start a segue, and I just Do dropped the ball early. completely? You dropped every ball. <laughs> All the balls just dropped. 
all Aww. the little baby preemie balls just dropped out of their body into their testicle sacs. Scrotums. All right, everyone. Aww. Play Super Mario. I'm going to try to start it this week because that's what a responsible adult does. Just play video games. <laughs> play SNES classic video games. Uh, next week, we don't know what the topic is yet, so fucking hold on to your pants. Yeah, I don't think we're going to ask the topics anymore because... I don't think so either. We always decide like a day before, like, hey, this is the big thing this week, so... Yeah, and imagine if we decided something and then Nintendo came out last night. We're like, well, fuck, we gotta change it. Exactly. And then we've we've lied to you guys before and had to push things back, so we're just not going to lie to you anymore. But hey! Enter photo Don't peek behind God the curtain. It. I want to give you my money. Let Chad give All you guys, his money. We'll see you next week. Same Toodaloo. time. Same time zone. That you're in right now, unless you move. All right, goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>